and welcome to a new episode of the Horror Countdown Podcast. I'm your host, Don Anelli, and today we have a very special guest with me. We have author Elaine Pascal. Thank you for saying that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problems. So uh, how's it going? Going really well. This is my vampire movies is my favorite topic in the whole world. So I'm so excited to be here. Oh, great. Um, so if you uh, haven't already heard from that or guessed from the episode title, we're going to be discussing post-2000 vampire movies. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot more in here than I expected when I started uh, researching. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't as surprised to find as many heavy hitters as there were. This is a, this is a fun one. I, I was kind of surprised, actually, when I was doing uh, my research for this. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, did you want to go first? or? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. I want to go first. <laughs> well, be my guest then. Uh, Let me preface this. No Underworld, no Blade, and obviously no Twilight on my list. Okay, that was that was my condition because I was debating underworld with the vampires and vampires and werewolves, but I I kept mine strictly vampires. Okay. So that was that was my thing. I I went strictly vampires. So yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Well, they wouldn't make my list anyway. I don't think even if I would would have been close on a couple of them, but yeah, I I would have had them around honorable mentions, but I, I I did keep mine strictly vampires. Okay. All right, so my number 10 made the list with some debate. If we had opened our date range a little further, it would not have made the list. (laughs) But with that (laughs) narrow date range, it made it. And that is the 2012 Byzantium movie. Hmm. I liked the concept. It's a beautiful film. It's beautifully shot. The acting is good. It's one of those, I'm just not a fan of the epic vampire movie, like Interview with a Vampire. Mm. It doesn't sit with me. And there are moments in the film where the music's, you know, cueing me that I should be feeling something. The actors are cueing me to feel, and I'm not feeling it. It wasn't Mm. suspenseful. It took a time. But I like the concepts of it. I like the feminist twist that they want to get rid of the female vampires. I like the idea of like, you know, dying with dignity in the old folks home. And so, you know, there's some things that I really, really enjoyed about it. Um, But it was good enough to sit at that number 10 slot. But like Mm -hmm. I said, if we had had more options, it probably would have been kicked out. Have you seen that one? Yeah, um, it's actually on my list as well. Um, It's a little higher than your placement. I mean, we can get into that for mine. But yeah, I, I have it on my list as well. I, I think I agree with a lot of your assessments. It, it feels unnecessarily epic. It, it, if it would have scaled itself down a little more, I would have liked it a lot better. But mm-hmm. the, the concepts are great. I like um, the central relationship. I think they're a lot of fun together and they play mm-hmm. off each other really well. That's a big plus for me. So yeah, that, um, that was a big selling point um, for why it's on my list. But yeah, it, it's a little higher than your place uh, for my placement, but uh, it's still a fun time. Uh, your number nine? Okay, my number nine. Number nine and number eight are newer ones, or this year. And hear me out. <laughs> okay. Well, let me finish. No. Number nine is 2021 on Amazon Prime, Black as Night. And it is a coming of age vampire film. 
if we had done vampire films of all time, my coming of age film would have been The Lost Boys. Greatest. Mm. I mean, that, that would be in my top 10 of all time vampire movies. I just love The Lost Boys. We don't have that luxury. I had to keep a timeline on this. Yeah. The Last <laughs> Night is a coming age story that takes place in New Orleans. The main character is a young woman of color who the title is referring to her skin. She's very, very dark, complexed. Mm. And her brother calls her Wesley Snipes, which is a nice nod to Blade in the middle of a vampire film. She's around Creole girls who are lighter and are considered the epitome of beauty. It's interesting. They make a lot of statements about the government ignoring opioid crises and housing. So there's a lot of nice themes in the film. Um, it felt a little heavy handed, a little soapboxy, but I don't think I'm the target audience. As I said, it's a coming mm. of age film. So I see it more as like, you know, the Degrassi generation and I just see one of those, maybe even like the Twilight people, you know, but the vampires in here are not sparkly. They don't, you know, play wiffle ball or whatever the heck they did in that stupid movie. Um, and I like the themes and for a younger audience, I think it would be really, really good for me. It's just, I felt like I was being hit over the head a little bit with some of the themes, but I thought they were worthwhile. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Um, I, I don't think I've seen all of those. Uh, I think I've seen, because I know that there was four that they dropped around that around early Halloween when that one came out. I think right. I've seen Bingo Hell and I think I've seen The Manor. I don't think I've okay. seen the other two and Black as Night is the other one of those. So okay. yeah, right. um, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. It sounds it sounds interesting at the very least. Uh, I, I like I mean, it. Don't, don't I go like into it with high, high expectations go into yeah. it is like, oh, this will probably be cute. You know, it's okay. It's, yeah. It's, um, a lot of what you're saying sounds interesting. So um, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. Okay. Number eight is the 2021 Netflix film, Blood Red Sky. Mm. And I love vampire films that take a different genre and insert a vampire in them, or it's like through a different lens. And this is one of those terror at 40,000 feet movies. It takes place mm. on an airplane. So it's super claustrophobic. And again, nice themes threaded throughout where like there's terrorists that take over this plane and they try to pin it on these Muslim passengers and make them look like they're the terrorists. So there's some interesting things going on in the film. The vampire is a mother who is traveling with her child. He is not a vampire. She turned after having him and she's trying to come to the States to have a doctor help her with her vampirism so she can be human and so there's a lot of tension in the film of her um wanting to protect this child she's a single mother she wants to protect this child but in some cases she might have to protect the child from her she's a monster and she is trying to really not engage her vampire side but once these terrorists take over the plane she might have to kick some butt as a vampire so it's kind of cool there's kind of some interesting things going on in it yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It's on my honorable mentions. Okay. Good. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, a lot of uh, your things too. Uh, I, I do like a lot of uh, the family dynamics between the two of them. Um, you know, a mother daughter, a mother daughter, mother son relationship. I think. Um, I, I like the way that comes off. Uh, I like the action. I like a lot of uh, where it goes. It's probably ten minutes too long for me, so that kind of kept it off my list, but. A worthwhile choice. I really recommend it. Okay. Seven just made the cut time-wise, and that's 
from the year 2000, Shadow of the Vampire, which I'm a huge Nosferatu fan. So this idea of what if Max Shrek was such a method actor that he was actually a vampire on the set of Nosferatu. Um, it um, has some really good acting, John Malkovich, Willem Dafoe. It kind of has this undercurrent of Hollywood. You know, horrible things happen on Hollywood sets and they tend to be like, we got a budget, we got a timeline, we don't care. Like, let's, you know, if our, if our crew's dying, let's just keep going, keep going. So it's an interesting one. And I think because I'm such a huge Nosferatu fan, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a debate for me whether to include it or not, whether um, him actually being a real vampire or not. Um, it just fell off for me just at the very end. But uh, I'm a huge fan of it as well. Uh, I do like Nosferatu. It's one of the few silent films I actually like. Mm. Um, I, I love the, um, the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of movies about movies. So movie making, how behind the scenes and set stuff like that, like you were saying, you know, press forward, who cares? We'll just find somebody else. I, I like a lot of that. It comes off really well. Yeah, it, it just fell just short, but uh, I'm a big fan of it as well. So that's a pretty, pretty solid pick. Okay. Six is the Korean film from 2009, Thirst, which is kooky and weird. And it is about a priest who wants to do something really good. So he volunteers for a study and the study turns him into a vampire. Um, I just recently watched Midnight Mass about a priest who becomes a vampire and wants to do well. And I really enjoyed Midnight Mass, but I know we're not doing miniseries, we're doing films. Yeah. So this one, this was kind of my priest offering of the, you know, that struggle of how do you maintain faith? in a world where there's blood sucking monsters. Like, how, you know, how do you rectify all of this? And there was some nice tension there. It's funny, there's a lot of um, comedic moments in Thirst. The acting's really, really good. It's just weird and different. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's on my list as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Number. Number but, and I do, you know, obviously want to hear you talk I about mean, it. When yeah, I mean, it. I'll, I'll get to it when we okay. it's on my list. Yeah. Okay. Number five is uh, there's a slash between it because it's let the right one in from 2008 and let me in from 2010. I prefer the Swedish one. I'm not quite sure. I agree with critics when they ask why they needed another one aspect that was put in it. Um, you know, going from bullying to making a friend to then these two children sort of developed a relationship and, and the supposedly female tells him I'm not a girl. You know, there's a lot of interesting things going on in this film and the pool, either one, either film, the Swedish or the American, the pool scene just stays with you. Like where they tell him we're going to hold you underwater for three minutes. You got to hold your breath or we're going to pluck your eye out. It's, it's one of the scariest scenes in movies. It just, you can't, like, it just sticks in your head. You can't get over that scene. It's so crazy. Yeah, um, I have uh, the original on my list. Um, I'm not a big fan of the remake. I, I, I'm not one of those that I don't necessarily like. Um, why did this get made as like a reasoning not to like it? I'm not one of those. I'm just one of those. I'll watch it just because it's a genre film. So I, I'm fine with it being made. It 
why it's made is not an issue for me. I, I just, I love the original, so that one's on my list. Uh, the remake's not, but I, I don't mind either one. They're both solid watches. Um, I, I just have more of a preference for the original, so. Okay. So that was five for me. Four is The Girl Walks Home Alone at Night from 2014, which is probably the best per Persian spaghetti western vampire film ever made. <laughs> So cool. The music's cool. The way it's shot is cool. The main character's cool. She's on a skateboard and her cloak or her shot is like fluttering around her like bat wings. Um, it brings an idea that a lot of vampire films have about addiction and vampirism because there's drug addiction in the film and then there's the addiction to, to drink blood um and just the idea of the title girl walks home alone at night i mean in iran girls don't walk home alone at night even in the u.s women are warned you know don't be out alone at night don't walk around at night if you if something happens to you it's your fault for doing that and so it's it's awesome that she's walking around at night and she's not a victim she's the perpetrator walking around at night so it's really i love that movie yeah it's on my honorable mentions as well um you're picking up most of my list um <laughs> i i really like it as well i i think the twist with the country with the localized setting adds a charm to it that really sets it apart I my main issue with it, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it, is that her the the allegory between her addiction and the needing to feed it it just feels really kind of underdeveloped. Mm. I'm I'm not a huge. Uh, I would have liked it a little bit more explicit than the way it handles it, but it's not a huge quibble. I, I really like the film. You know, like you say, it's really stylish. It's really kind of just bizarre and out there. So that scores big points for me. Um, I, I'm a big fan of those kinds of films when they do that. So it, it's high up on my list. I, I just wish like if we're talking like vampire films, I like a little bit more of like a connection to the vampirism theme. Mm. But it, it's still an honorable mention. So I, I'm a big fan of it as well. Okay. Number three. What We Do in the Shadows from 2014, the mockumentary. And I'm a huge fan of the TV show as well. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. The movie is a love letter to vampire fans. I mean, if you like vampire movies, you'll get all the in-jokes. Even the characters, like you've got the dandy vampire, and then you've got the vampires, kind of like the Prince Vlad vampire, and then you've got the like ancient Nosferatu. I mean, they just cover all of them um they bring in the werewolves but it's funny the way they do it it's just the <laughs> werewolf rivalry is so funny and um i used to get i used to teach a vampire class and all my students would say oh one of the rules of vampires is they hate werewolves i'm like where are you getting this from the mythology it's not even like <laughs> you're getting that from movies it's not part of the actual mythology but it's funny the way they bring it in um it's just i, I it's just a funny lighthearted movie and like i said if you love vampire movies the spoofs you'll get them it's it's funny yeah it's on my list as well <laughs> yeah um i i absolutely adore the film um it's really i i it's one of my favorite not just vampire films but i think it's one of my favorite horror comedies as well uh, it's just it's so hysterical the references to this are just so spot on. It's amazing how they got away with it. And 
I'm going to save my thoughts for later, but it's on my list. And yeah, I, I love it as well. I it haven't fun of the whole reality TV genre, you know, it's exactly, making fun of that yeah. whole. Yeah, it's just it's so funny. Yeah. And um, I couldn't agree more on the series. It's hysterical. Uh, it's it's amazing how they transformed it. It, it fits so well. It has done so well, and it's still interesting after yeah. what, been three or four seasons. Like I'm still like, oh, yeah, I can't I think, wait for the next one to come. I know. Out. I think they're supposed to. I think they're filming the fourth one, and they're supposed to premiere it. I think that's the next one that's coming up. Okay. Yeah. I think I think the fourth season is the next one to drop. So, I, I'm I I love that show. I love it too. The next one is a it is a time that more people have not seen this movie. It makes me so mad. The people do watch this movie. It is the Transfiguration Seventeen, which is about a young boy who housing project in Um, He thinks he's a vampire, and he, you know, he's in a housing project. So there's gangs around him. There's all these things going on around him, and he believes he's a vampire, um, and he. It's a, it's a dark film, The Transfiguration. It's dark. It's, you know, they talk about his age. They have this nice little argument about is Twilight better than Nosferatu? And it's this cute discussion of vampire films. But one of his rules is um, vampires cannot kill themselves directly because they talk a lot about suicide. And it's just, it's dark. It's powerful. They're just such broken characters. And it's just, it's one of those movies I walked away from it and I just could not stop thinking about it. And every year when I'm talking about my Halloween movies, I always mention the Transfiguration people like, oh, I haven't seen them. Please watch this movie. It's really spectacular. Oh, uh, you're selling me. I'm, I've never heard of it. So, uh, oh my God. yeah, to... I, I'm, I'm, I've got it on my list. Um, see if I can. There we go. Figuration. That's the, the last. Trans, the Transfiguration. Okay. From 2017. 17. Okay. It All right. Is... Yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, you're selling me on this. This sounds awesome. I've never heard it's of it. It's awesome. It's so powerful. Yeah. And I'm always like, when I'm doing the, these kind of lists, I'm always like, is that my number one? But my number one is my number one vampire <laughs> film. I mean, this is my this is my movie. This is my vampire movie right here. Are you ready, Don? All right, let's go. 30 Days of Night from 2007. That's my movie. I love that movie. It is tense from minute one to the very end. I watch it every single year. And I watch it with like my blanket. I mean, I've seen what, 20, 2007, what's 2021 minus 2007? Like a million, it's, you know, comes from, I love that it looks like a graphic novel. Um, basically it's, you know, Barrow, Alaska, which sounds like a burrow. They're in that polar night of 30 days and the vampires are so scary and they're so smart and they round everybody up and just pick them off like fish in a barrel. And it's amazing. And I think I lived on Cape Cod for like 22 years with my family, with my kids and my husband. And we would always have nor'easters. I mean, like we would have six to eight a year. And during a nor'easter, you'd have no power, no water. So you couldn't like flush your toilet, wash your hands, no heat. So we would sit in the cold with like all our hats and gloves and scarves and everything on, wondering if we were going to get food. We couldn't get out. We were iced in. 
So I think that movie kind of triggers me too, because I see them like shivering. And I'm thinking if I were in that movie, the minute I found out about the vampires and I knew 30 days of night or vampires, I'd walk out in the street and go, buffet starts here, get it while it's warm. Let's just come back <laughs> and sit here in the dark and do this. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. My only complaint about the movie is that Josh Hartnett looks 12 at the beginning. And so I'm always like, how's he the sheriff? But then as, as the 30 days go on and he gets scruffy, I'm like, okay, he's an adult. He's in charge. Just, you know, Josh Hartnett's got to save us all. It's fine. Um, but that is my movie. I love it. Yeah, it's on my list. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan as well. Um, as you'll see in a few minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it as well. All right. Um, so that was great. Um, I'm definitely interested in that transfiguration. That was a pretty. Yeah, please let me know what you think. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely look at it. Um, it used to be on Netflix. I'm not quite sure where it ended up now. I think it was one of those that they yeah. bumped off of Netflix. But. Okay. Um, yeah, because I haven't checked Netflix in a while. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look for that one. All right. Um, so for me, my number 10, I went with a film called Stakelands. Okay. I don't know that. Okay. Um, so this one, it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic film. Um, there's um, a, it's, I don't know if they're responsible or not, but there's um, a small pockets of society left. And uh, this boy and um, his family, he ends up coming into contact with this hunter. And he leads them through the outback, the, the desert wasteland and he comes into contact with this cult that's using vampires as a sign from god to wipe out humanity so there's a fun little um allegory there with using you know the vampires as like this plague on on society is they starve them for date for months on end and then they unleash them on humanity on small humanity that's left oh and cool. Yeah, so they're just absolutely vicious. And I mean, they just like tear into people and just rip them to pieces. And so it's like this, um, not only a coming of age story, but it's also, you know, like the survival instinct of the hunter keeping the, the family and this kid alive. It's really good. That sounds good. I'll have to check that one out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, my number nine is a uh, vampire comedy called Suck. Yep. I know that one, yeah. Yeah, Suck is a lot of fun. Um, so basically, a uh, band is on the, um, they're just on the peak of hitting it big. They end up playing the show at this one local dive, and uh, one of their members ends up getting bit by a vampire. And hilarity ensues when her vampire cravings start to interfere with the success of their upcoming tour. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy it. it it's um, one of the under under the radar ones, just because I don't remember hearing a lot of big publicity about it. But it's definitely worth your while. I really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. No, that is a good one, and it is funny. And I love the whole vampire rock star. I mean, we had that in Queen of the Damned, not very well, but we had a Queen no. of the Damned. <laughs> <laughs> I like that whole like. Yeah, you know, I, I think that. A vampire. Yeah, I like the way this one handles that one a little better myself. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is um, another under the radar one. Um, I really enjoy it. It's called Chastity Bites. Hmm. So uh, this one involves the uh, writer um, at a, a teen writer at a um, high school newspaper who comes to believe that the new uh, teacher at school is actually Mercala, the um, character from vampire literature who's uh, wow. turning all of the 
faculty and students into vampires. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's really good. Um, there's a lot of fun, um, fun little like back and forth because it's not heavy on the violence. It's a lot more on, you know, the interplay between her. They're, they're like go back and forth. It's like a big chess match, match, match between the two. So there's like a lot of really big confrontations. They're like spar verbal spars, and it, it's a lot of fun. I really recommend it. it it's another... I haven't heard much talk about it, but I had a blast with oh. it. I always like the dynamic when like a kid knows there's a vampire, like a Fright Night kind of a thing. And the adults around are like, no, 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 you know, and yeah. gaslight the kid. And yeah, that's always <laughs> a good setup. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Byzantium. So, okay. yeah, like I said, um, I, I like the you know, for me, it's their relationship, their dynamic between the two of them. That sells it to me a lot more than a lot of the themes that it kind of just misses the boat on. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of the final act, which is what keeps it down. But um, I, to me, it's their central relationship. I have a lot of fun with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the main reasons why I'm a big fan of that one. I'm also um, a big fan of this one. Uh, number six is Fright Night, the remake. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot better than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, I like a lot of the, the updation updating that they do. Um, it's, it feels very much like a remake. Um, it just modern times. I, I don't like the change that they did to the hunter. Um, the hunter is my weak link with it, but in terms of remakes, it's one that I don't I, I don't mind at all. It's not one of my favorites, but it, I really enjoy it and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I liked it. I was a huge fan of the first one and yeah, I'm old am, enough to have been a, a little tween when the first one came out. So I loved it and thought it was cool and scary. Um, I my what really kind of threw the whole this is going to sound so petty. What kind of threw the whole film off for me was he has the line, welcome to Fright Night, and he kind of just casts it aside, like, welcome to Fright Night. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that's the freaking line of the whole movie. <laughs> like, yeah. that should have been a big, almost Bella Lugosi type, you know, welcome to Fright Night. Yeah, uh, I can see where you're coming from, yeah. Okay, um, so my number, what was it? Okay, that was number six. My number five is 30 Days of Night. Yeah, it's another fun one. I, I just, I love the idea of using the surroundings to their, um, to their advantage. You, arriving in that time of climate, using that setup of permanent darkness so it's to their advantage hunting. I love that idea. The, the savagery of them is amazing. The hunting scenes are top notch. I love what they do there. And then to play it off with a lot of the survival instincts, staying alive, staying under the radar, it, it adds a lot to the film. The relationships at the beginning aren't cheesy. They're fine, they're fine enough to get you invested. So, so that way when the attacks come, there's momentum and urgency to that. I, I'm a huge fan of that one. So fantastic choice. I definitely agree. It's a lot of fun. 
like I said, I've seen it so many times and I still, yeah. I still react to like if a character, yeah, I'm like, Oh no, I like him. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's coming. And, and I did, yeah. I love that the vampires just, you know, they cut off the communication. They cut off the power. Like they, like yeah. I said, it's fish in a barrel from them. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one. Um, my number four, this one was a recent one. I went with Jacob's wife. I don't know that one. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so it basically stars a, a preacher's wife who is bored with her life. She's basically like a home, a home body, body, you know, her life is basically just dedicated to serving him and his uh, sermons and all that. And so she decides to go out looking for some fun and she ends up coming into contact with a vampire and she ends up and it turns her into a, uh, a lot more of an adventurous soul, but it comes into contact with her, with her husband because he's a man of God. So he feels that it's his duty to destroy her. And there's a lot of like big, there's like a lot of like headbutting between the two because there's a twist in the film that I'm not going to spoil just so that way I think it'll, it'll be a lot more fun. But um, if I'm going to sell this on anything, the woman is Barbara Crampton. Okay. So that's the vampire. Yeah, cool. So yeah, um, it, it's a it's a lot of fun. I really loved it. Uh, it's a blast. Uh, it's kind of making me think of like Santa Clarita Diet, where she becomes a zombie and the husband's yeah. not. But in that, they bond together. Like that's the beauty of the show is that they work together. This one, it sounds like there's that conflict, which is really cool between them. That's neat. I'm going to yeah. check that one out. Yeah, definitely recommend that one. That one that would be a good one. Um, I'll let you know about Transfiguration. You let me know about Jacob's wife. Okay, cool. All right. My number three is Thirst. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I love the way that they handle him. The way that it goes from his uh, abject faith to the questioning to then using it for good and then dealing with the repercussions that come, I I loved it. Um, it's just offbeat enough that I'm fine with it because I'm a big fan of Asian horror. Um, yeah. I, I love Asian horror in general. Yeah. So it's kooky enough that it fits right in. But then I, I love the way that they handle him. I love the, I love a lot of what they do with um, the changes that he goes through. It's a gradual process, which I'm a big fan of. And in general, I, I, I'm just a huge fan of that film. So that's uh, my number three. Um, so my number two is Let the Right One In. Um, okay. I absolutely adore this. Uh, I love the relationship between her and him. Uh, it's heartfelt. It's touching. It's genuine. It's a fantastic piece when you remember that it's just children. Mm-hmm. And these are kid actors that you feel for them. And when you come contrast that with the violence that goes around them, when you have the vampire attacks, uh, it's fantastic. Like I said, I, I don't mind the remake, but this is the one case where I definitely do appreciate the original more. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of fan of what they do with Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. And uh, my number one, What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even if the film wasn't as good as it is, just the central um, relationship between the four of them is enough. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they did nothing, I would have absolutely just loved to follow the four of them. If they were just like weird oddball people that just lived together, <laughs> their relation, you know, if they just thought that they were vampires and there was just this odd quirky, um, you know, comedy about these four people, I would be in love with it. They're so much fun. They're absolutely a blast to watch. And then you'd toss in just true, genuine, honest love letters to vampire lore and fiction. So much of it, you know, you can catch immediately. Some of it you have to pay attention to to catch. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it, it's so much. There's a lot much, of Easter eggs in it. Like if you go back and watch it again, so you're like, good, oh my yeah. gosh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it's, so, it's so much smarter than what you think it would be if you just mm-hmm. said the general description. Like, you're, you know, a documentary crew is following the lives of vampires living in the city. It's like, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it would sound like a fun, fine concept on its own, but the way it handles the, the way it handles all these little Easter eggs on top of just following these guys, these people around, it's, it's such a good time. It is. I love yeah. that. All right. Um, so I guess uh, that only leaves um, any honorable mentions that we have. Uh, is there anything you want to, you were close to that uh, worthy of mentioning? Um, in terms of vampire movies or just in general, anything? <laughs> um, I mean, whatever comes to mind. Well, if anybody, again, I love talking about this kind of stuff. So if anybody wants to reach out, um, I am on Facebook as Elaine Pascal. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Doc Laney, D-O-C-L-A-N-E-Y. Um, I also have a website, ElainePascal.com. You can see how to spell my name right here. And it allows you to interact with me too. So if people want to chime in and disagree <laughs> with the top 10 list and say no Underworld or Blade or, you know, if it's Twilight, just keep your mouth shut. I don't want to hear it. um okay so yeah um the only one that i have as an honorable mention i'm actually a fan bigger fan of this than a lot of people suspect i actually like the original blood rain okay the um uve bowl film i actually really like that one yeah it's trashy yeah it's a little sleazy and it's not necessarily that good of a film but i i kind of enjoy it um it's it wasn't that bad of a film. Uh, I, I think his reputation kind of un- undersold that one a little bit, but um, that was an honorable mention of mine. Uh, let's see, uh, I don't remember anything else. Yes, yeah, I don't have any honorable mentions again in our time frame. Yeah, know? like I said, I was trying to flip little things in while <laughs> we were talking, but yeah, not within our. That was a tight time frame. You're yeah. right. It was a little. But as you did, as I stopped to think about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that one's in, that one, yeah. you know, it did, it made me think yeah. of more, like, thirst. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, I mean, like I said, uh, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was so much fun. And now you've given me more movies to watch. So that's oh, awesome. Oh, same here. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess that'll uh, be it for today. So uh, thank you guys all for watching. Uh, Be sure to check her out. I'll have all of her links in the show notes for you all to uh, follow and check her out. And uh, join us next week for another topic. See you then.